Easter Sunday, but the entirety of the Easter season, most of us think of that as a time for reflecting on the risen Christ. And certainly that is what it is. We've come through the Triduum, through the celebration of the the passion and death of Christ, and then there is what is the most important time in the liturgical year, that Easter season, when we celebrate the resurrection. But also during that Easter season, we celebrate as well the continued presence and work of the Holy Spirit. In fact, as we'll become aware, there would have been no resurrection from the dead if it had not been for the Holy Spirit. For Christian tradition thinks of Jesus as having been raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit also permeates the entirety of the life of Jesus. Nevertheless, that Pentecostal day is climactic in that regard. It brings the whole mystery, let's say, of the resurrection and exaltation of Christ to a close. It's almost as if that is why Christ came, for which he came to pour forth among us, to give us an abundant measure of this gift of the Holy Spirit. So we rightly celebrate the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, but also we should be aware of the presence of the Spirit throughout the Easter season. And in fact, during the Easter season, if one is attentive, you'll see almost daily a reference to the Holy Spirit in the liturgy of the church, especially because we read from the Acts of the Apostles. The Acts of the Apostles being that book in the New Testament, which is somewhat like volume two for Luke, the Gospel of Luke being his first book and the Acts of the Apostles being his second. And some have suggested, rightly so in many ways, that it could easily be named simply the Acts of the Holy Spirit, because it is the Holy Spirit who lies within or underneath the beginnings of the church and the growth of the early church. So, the Pentecost is really a Jewish feast in its origins, following the uh, celebration of Easter for us, but within Judaism, following the celebration of Passover, 50 days later, there would be this celebration of the Feast of Pentecost. And it's on that occasion then, following the death of Jesus, the disciples, most probably having in fear returned to Galilee, come once again back to Jerusalem, and if you wish, the scene of the crime there, of the tragedy that had happened before, that which had caused them to flee. They returned to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost in Jerusalem. And it is there, with the disciples gathered, with a large crowd gathered, that they have this experience of an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I'd like to then simply read for us some of the texts from the Scriptures from the Acts of the Apostles, from the Gospel of John, that the Church gives us as we celebrate this Feast of Pentecost. Those readings, those texts, are what help us to become more and more increasingly aware of how the Church understands what happened on that day. So the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, describes something of what that Pentecostal experience, that climactic outpouring of the Holy Spirit involved. And in chapter 2, Luke writes, 
When the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, they were all in one place together. And suddenly there came from the sky a noise like the strong driving wind, and it filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them to proclaim. And then the text does continue about all of those who were there, Parthians, Mede, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, and it goes on and on, and how they were hearing what was being said in their own languages. But let me highlight a few things that come from our reading of this text. First of all, what is their experience 